Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to my podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly, telling you why I'm busy and maybe talk about all things drizzy. So sit back and grab a plate into Kimbo's Slice of Life. What is up, you guys? We are back. Another episode of Kimbo's Slice of Life with my homie, Adrian. Howdy. How's it hanging? Texas, y'all. Yeah, I became Texan real quick. Adrian I- is a videographer, photographer. You from L.A.? Originally born in Los Angeles, and I moved here two and a half years ago to Grapevine, Texas. Wait, why'd you come over here? Um, it was during the whole you know COVID pandemic thing. Um, oh, okay, so you're one of them. I'm I'm one of them, but I was like, I like how I like I talked about this in um like other podcasts, but like almost like I I was 23, was like single with like no kids, and I was like, why not just move to Texas? Screw it. Because I'm such like a supporter of small businesses, but all the small businesses in California were closed down because of COVID. But in Texas, they're like, now nah, we're still up. And there was a coffee shop called Redefine Coffee House in Grapevine that was looking for a barista as well as a photographer and creative. And I was like, I'm down. So I just drove three states away and then became a barista there and then told people I did photos and video. And voila, yeah, here I am. Here we are. Here we are. Wait, how does it feel being on the other side of the camera right now? Um, Today's podcast is brought to you by Reach Your Potential Nutrition. RYP Nutrition is an active-duty military-owned company that specializes in providing you with sports nutrition supplements to help you get the most out of your workouts. They currently have a pre-workout and hydration formula that gives you the boost and the electrolytes you need to push through any workout. They also have a low-calorie protein powder that has 22 grams of protein and only 110 calories, perfect as a post-workout drink. With every purchase you make through RYP, 10% of that profit goes to helping fallen military members or their families. Use code Kimbo for 50% right now at ryp slash nutrition.com. I hate it. I fucking hate it. <laughs> it's, that's why I, I feel like I'm sweating right now. That's why I do videography. So I'm behind the camera. So whenever I try to make YouTube videos, I'm like staring at the, like the lens trying to look at it. But like, I'm like a fly. I'm just like looking everywhere else. I like, this is fine. Like, but if I do it by myself, goddamn, I'm terrible at it. How long have you been a like videographer? Um, it was 2019. I was in college. I was, I was like one of my last semesters in college. I was like a loser because I was like, I was bored. I didn't learn anything. Yeah. And I was a barista. I was a pretty damn good barista. And I met this one guy. His name is David Lopez. And he walked into the coffee shop. We were working one night and he's taking photos of us making coffee. And I'm like, like, what are you doing? Like, is this for fun? Like, um, I always see you around. He's like, yeah, I'm just, Doing it for fun, sometimes it's paid, but like, um, I was like, I'm down to learn that skill. Like, um, any recommendations? Told me to like save up some money, go buy a camera, bought a camera, found him, and he was like, Yeah, I'll teach you everything I know. So he taught me everything he knew for free. Wow. And that kind of like, you know, just like skyrocketed this like creative. Maybe I can get into YouTube. Maybe I can get into this, et cetera. And then I just learned videography through YouTube and, um, learned how to make business through YouTube and through him. And to this day, we're like best friends. And he's like my mentor. So any time I have a photography, videography question, um, we ask each other and just talk to each other like all the time. So did you meet him here or did you meet him back home? Met him in LA. Met him in LA. And then um, he took me on to some paid gigs he had. And then eventually I started getting paid gigs. And then I would bring him on. We did some paid stuff together. And to this day, when people ask me in LA, like, give a photographer, videographer you recommend, I always recommend him. And when he asks, from in LA, when somebody's like, I'm going to like Dallas and you have anybody you recommend, he recommends me. So... And every time we, every time I go back, we're, we're always like hanging out, visiting. So that dude is a homie. So shout out, David. 
So he's what inspired you or helped you get started? Big time inspired and helped me get started because um, his story of just what was crazy was, actually, let me back up a little bit. So I was at that coffee shop. was at 18 South Fair Oaks Avenue, Pasadena, California. It was called Blue Bottle Coffee. Like 10 years ago or five years ago when I was a barista there, it used to be called a coffee bean and tea leaf, which is only a California coffee shop. And David worked there as a barista. And some other photographer went in there, and David asked him questions, and that guy taught David photography. That's so crazy. So six to five years, however many years later, same story, but it's a different coffee shop, and now it's David as the mentor going to me and me asking him questions. So it's pretty damn wild. wild. Pretty damn wild. I didn't know that until like two years into our friendship. I was like, are you serious? Like, yeah, you just asked me just like I asked him. So, And that's his mentor, and David's my mentor. So it's cool because I get to learn from David's mentor and David, and all that knowledge is getting passed into me, which is like 20 years of photography going into me in less than four years. Wow. Yeah. It's like a domino effect, kind of like a pay it forward. Yeah, pretty, pretty damn. Like, it's pretty crazy. But like, if you work in the hospitality or the customer service industry, in order to like, you know, like, not say move up, but like learn skills, learn people, you just got to ask questions. You just got to tell people like, oh, I'm interested in doing this. I would love to find out more about you, like your career. That's actually how I got my first internship. I was, um, I was in college at a 2.1. Like I said, I wasn't, it, I was dumb. Like, like I'm not a dumb guy, but I just don't like college, right? I just never liked it. And I knew if I applied to these internships, my uh, resume, my cover letter, none of it would matter because my academics was so crap. So then I was like, all right, well, let me just work at a coffee shop that's next to marketing agencies. And this one coffee shop, Blue Bottle, it was next to so many different marketing agencies and advertising agencies. And I'm like, cool. What do marketing agencies, uh, like the people who work there, the account executives or graphic designs, videographers, what do they do before they go in? They always pay like $6 for a latte because, you know, they got money and like they like doing that. So like I worked the morning shifts at that coffee shop and yeah, let alone I met two account executives and a graphic designer at an advertising agency, learned their names, learned their drinks, was like oat cappuccino, oat latte, uh, to avocado toast. We just talked to them like every morning. What's up? How are you doing? Like what are your projects you're working on? And then over like a few months, I, t- I, I told them, Oh, I'm a senior looking for an internship. Do you have any advice for me to find an internship in a marketing agency? They don't know my GPA. They don't know I'm like, I'm dumb and they don't know, like, I have no skills. And they're like, do you just, do you want one? Like, we like you. And I'm like, yeah. So then like after that shift, I walked upstairs, smelled like coffee and got the internship. And that's how I got my internship. So, wow. yeah. So like, you don't need to be smart, like at all. You don't need to be a 3.8, 4.2. No, screw, screw all that. You just need to put yourself in that environment and just expand your like your personality into people and like they'll grab onto you if they like you. Yeah. Right. So that's my so that's what my little brother's doing right now. He moved from LA to Grapevine with me. And I, I'm telling him, tell everyone, because he works as like a, a server, and I'm like, tell everyone, like your name's Fernando, and like, oh, like you're a drone pilot in Grapevine. And if you just if you're like a server, you just tell someone, Oh, hi, my name's Fernando. That's it. It's boring. Like nobody cares. I should I don't do that either. Yeah, because just do that. With my day job, nobody really knows I have a podcast. Nobody knows I model or act. And yeah. Because I'm like, I don't know. I just keep it separate. But I feel like I would open more doors if I actually tried. Like, hey, I do this. I do that. Yeah. All, all you got to do is just introduce yourself as like, what else do you do? So like, my name is Fernando. I'm a drone pilot in Grapevine, Texas. They're like, oh, sweet. Maybe that person did, doesn't need to know that. But maybe someone they know might need a drone pilot. Oh, I met this one guy at this one restaurant. I don't know what his portfolio, his website is, but he said he's a drone pilot, so let's hire him because the best power of marketing and advertising is still in person. You can have the most fire Instagram, the most 
fire website, but like none of it will matter if it comes to in-person marketing. You just gotta have, you just gotta be friendly and nice. So, um, yeah, go, I don't know, tell people who you are. <laughs> My biggest advice. Don't, don't, don't hide who you are. What kind of content do you specialize in? Bro, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've, this is a question a lot of creatives, um, have a problem with, or maybe they don't. I do, but like, it's like niching down. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you have to pick one thing to shoot, what do you do? And I'm like, I, f I don't know. Like, what makes me money? Like, what am I passionate about? Right. So like, um, it's like, do you box yourself in into a niche that you just focus on and you just, you just kill it? Like you're, like you do good at one thing mm -hmm. or do you open that box and you can do everything, but you're, you're, you're good at it. Like you're not amazing at it, but like, it's kind of like when you, like those video game characters, like there's usually one character that's like good at speed, defense, attack. And there's some characters that are like really good at attack, but have really bad defense. It's like pick your pros and pick your cons. So I'm trying to niche down now. And I think I'm going more towards like coffees, like coffee shops and like about us videos, which isn't really niching, but I like uh, asking, you know, people and clients like, who are you? What do you do? What makes you different? Where you from? Where you trying to go to? I like that because it shows like your past and it shows like the growth you want to go into. Because nobody, no business is like, yeah, we're fine the way we are. It's like, all right, you're gonna fail because you have to change and adapt and have goals because the world's only, you know, uh, it's changing with, um, you know, social media, uh, AI stuff like that. You have to improve your business or else if you keep it the same, you're gonna get left behind. So it's cool asking a business on camera like. Where you guys been? Like how you guys start? Where you are? Where you at now? Where you want to go? And it's cool, you know, in a few months, in a few years, seeing that growth happen. And it could go all goes back to that about us video of like, this is where we were. Now we're over here. Now you can do a new about us video and talk about your new goals. So, I would say that's what I want to niche down on. And like, I hate charities. I, I hate charities. But like, so for my charity as a business, I rather donate my time to like a small business who can't afford like a thousand dollar video, a thousand dollar shoot. I'm not trying to charge them. So I'm like, just take my, take my content, use it for your marketing, use it for your website, your social medias. I don't care, but I'm not going to charge you. Just take it. If they pay me, they don't have to. And if they want to give me free stuff, they don't have to. I'm never asking. And like the, the life, like a good, like life, like tip is like never like for tips, like, um, cash tips and stuff. Like if you work like as a barista or bartender, tips are never expected, but always appreciative. So I do that with all my clients. I'll just throw some extra stuff on there. Why not? I'm not asking for anything back. Just take it and use it. So I just like giving. Oh, you're nice, huh? <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe that's my problem. I'm too nice. But I don't know. I just like giving. Who doesn't like giving? It's nice. It's a nice feeling. How do you approach telling a story through like video? Um, kind of a little bit about what I talk. It's like um, where where'd you come from? Where you at now? And where are you trying to grow? Right. I think with the idea of a story, it's told, it's told in like three chapters, right? The beginning, the middle, the end, right? So the beginning, who our, who our characters are, the middle is the conflict and the ending is the resolution, right? So it's like, so where did you grow up? Uh, how was life? Where are you at now? What's the conflict now that's not letting you grow, right? Our conflict now is, you know, we're not getting enough sales. The conflict now is we don't have any marketing. Cool. So this video is going to potentially help with that. And if that, if it does, then you're going to reach your end goal, right? And then that chapter ends and just like Star Wars, you keep making movies, even though they're bad now, but okay. Episode two, episode three, you just keep going, right? And I think it's crazy how like some businesses have chapter one 
and some of them are at chapter 20 and like they close. Some of them are at chapter like 300 and they're, they keep going. I think it's really cool because everything has to end. Just because your business end doesn't mean a new business can't, can't end. So with my business, I don't know when it's ending. I don't know. Cause like, I feel like I can do anything if you just, if you're just honest with yourself and honest with your skills and your clients. So for videos and photos, I might do it for like the next five years, maybe the next 10. But like, as soon as I can build a coffee shop that makes, you know, more money than my company, that's when I'm doing it. But till then, nah. So you want your own coffee shop? Yeah, I feel like every photographer, every hipster is like, I want my own coffee shop. You're like, fuck, whatever. It's just too many of them. Yeah, I don't know where. It's DFW, not California. I'm never going back. Um, Nah, screw that place. I don't know. Maybe Africa. I don't know. Oh, interesting. Wherever I don't know. I just want to. I just want to be different. I just. I don't want to do the same thing where you have baristas with like tattoos who don't care about their customers. I know that's me, but I do care about my customers. <laughs> I actually do care about them. So I don't know. Maybe I'll go with Elon Musk and build it on Mars or something. I just want. I just want genuine people. That's right. it. Um. So we'll see. I like Tennessee. Uh, I never go into Canada. So Canada has like fire coffee shops. Never going there. So I don't know. Maybe in the middle of nowhere, like Montana, and like my clients are like Buffalo, or Idaho. Mm. The ones like you never hear about. Yeah, yeah. I'm down just to explore a different place, put my coffee shop there, and just be like, "This is who I am. This it. That's just very, very simple guy. I sound very complicated, but I'm very simple. I just want to serve good coffee to good people. That's it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. How do you stay inspired to create? I don't. <laughs> Um, how do I stay inspired? Honestly, um, honestly, it's like movies. I love watching terrible movies. So like last night I watched that new Dracula movie, my little brother, for some reason, every movie Hollywood puts out, he's like, this is going to be good. I'm like, this looks terrible. Like the last voyage of the Dementor and it was about Dracula. God awful. But like there was a scene where like, you know, I don't want to spoil it. When does this podcast come out? Oh, it's on the 22nd. All right, so, like, fuck, this movie's terrible. So, like, there's a scene where, like, this kid gets bitten by the vampire. You're like, oh, they're having, like, a funeral for him, right? And they're like, oh, it's sad. But they see the kid move, and they're like, oh, and it's sunny, right? And, you know, when the sun's out, vampires, like, you know, they blow up. I'm like Edward Cullen from Twilight. But basically, um, they, they unravel the sheets, and the kid catches on fire. And then he, they start, like, throwing him into the water. And it was so, so damn bad because they're trying to make us feel sorry and sad for the kid. It, it was hilarious. Okay, was it bad acting or was it bad? Everything. It was terrible. And this movie has like a hundred million dollar budget. <laughs> Just like, this is like the most powerful scene of like, we're supposed to be crying and the kid's on fire, like, ah! Just like screaming. And I was like, this is terrible. I never want to make that shot again. So like, seeing bad movies and seeing like, I never want to steep that low. That's my inspiration. Like I can't, like I'm like I, I'm I'm good, I'm all right, but I'm not that bad. And these guys are backed up by millions of dollars, but also good movies too, like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. It's a really good movie. The OG Star Wars was really good. Everyone likes the new Dune with like Timothy Chalamet can opener, whatever his last name is. That that thing is terrible. You ever seen Dune? No, it's no god awful. No idea what you're talking about. Yeah, like... it's like the new. It's like the Dune Part Two is coming out. And you have like the actress Zendaya, which, you know, I think she's all right. She just always like stares at the screen like. That's how she gets paid. Yeah, it's just lucky. weird. I don't know. Also, I'm going to just stare at the screen. But also, paid. what's her last name? I don't know her last name. Yeah, what the hell? You're not special. Like, you only know her by her first name. Yeah, like, she, you're, 
You're not special. You're just like anyone else. Fucking Zendaya. That's it. I don't know. I don't like it. I just, I saw her name. I saw her and I'm like, I don't like you. I just never will. And also that Timothy Chalamet dude. I don't, I don't understand the hype. The one show I do like is The Bear. I forgot who the actor is. Have you seen The Bear? It's on Hulu. No, that, that, that's a good movie. I mean, it's a good show. That actor's great. I don't know who, who he is, but yeah, shout out him. Okay. <laughs> so, what advice would you give someone who is looking to be behind the camera, taking pictures, videos? Um, don't buy expensive equipment. Use your iPhone for now. Really? Yeah, Gu- guaranteed. Saw a podcast about that. Yeah. They're like, your iPhone. The guy was a videographer, and he's like, your iPhone. And I was like, what? Yeah, your iPhone's like a thousand dollars. Like, use it. <laughs> like, and the apps on there are like five to tw- 10, 20 bucks. For example, like, I don't know how much, uh, I think DaVinci Resolved, and you best editing app every videographer uses. They act like they're the next, like, I don't know, cinema, greatest cinema photographer ever lived. I'm like, you're not. It's like 200 bucks. But why, why are you spending that much money for a program you don't know how to use? Yeah, you can learn, but like, just go on the iPhone, get Splice, and you're good. Yeah. You know, see, producers even being like, it's way too much. No, no, no. Oh, that's free. No, da, yeah, no. DaVinci Resolve's free, but like the the studio version, they're like, oh, that's where all the best features at. Screw that. Stick to free stuff. You don't need to buy that stuff. So my little brother is a drone pilot, and I, you know, I, he uses my drone. He's like, I want, I can't wait to buy my drone. I'm like, why? Just use mine. He's like, I want mine. I'm like, it's the stupidest thing ever. Just use mine. It's literally here collecting dust. So yeah, I would say, um, use your iPhone. You'd be surprised what kind of quality you can get. Especially if you have like a 13 Pro, a 14 Pro, like you're fine. You don't need to get, so for example, you want to get like a Canon R6 Mark II. Cool. That's $2,600. And you want to get a lens. Cool. That's $1,400. Now you're at what? $4,000 now. You got to get the SD cards. Okay. Now you're at 420, like 4250. Now you got to get the batteries. Cool. Now you got to get this. Now you're $5,000 deep and you could have just used your pocket. So yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. No, it, it gets dumb expensive. And then you're like, cool, how much is your client paying you? Well, it's my first shoot ever, so I'm doing it for free. You're like a hundred bucks. All right. Well, you got forty nine hundred dollars that left to play to pay off. So if you're good and know what you're doing, yeah, buy buy the camera equipment. But like now, stick with your iPhone. Because like I I they're my favorite images ever are probably with my iPhone still and not my camera. Oh really? Yeah, like one hundred percent. Because I don't have my camera with me at all times. And it's annoying carrying it, like all the time strapped in or on your backpack. Your phone, you just sit. So I would say, yeah, use your iPhone. Don't buy stuff until you for sure know that's what you exactly want to get into. Um, like if, and also like if you want to be like, I don't know, a professional driver or like a chauffeur, I don't, I don't know. You're not going to lease an Audi and be like, I'm good. Like, no, just fucking borrow one or like ask a friend to borrow theirs or go on two row and rent one or whatever. But like, I don't know, just don't buy something if you're not committed to it. Okay. So I'm going to ask, what's one of the biggest life lessons you learned? Like, well, growing up biggest life doesn't have to be like with you know videography and stuff right um biggest life lesson um i would say just really really just work on yourself don't don't rely on anyone don't like act like the world's against you and um you'll be fine like just work on yourself it's a little lonely of a road but you'll see how far you've come and you're like cool i get to meet all these cool people like what the hell I grew up in an area where, like, we're not supposed to, like, be in, like, 
you know, a nice apartment, stuff like this. Like, no, we're supposed to be on the streets. And I'm like, bro, like, I can get, like, you know, like, like, friends and what the fuck am I trying to say? I don't know. Just fucking be yourself, dude. Don't, just be yourself. I don't care. Just don't, don't be someone you're not. Don't be someone you, you're supposed to be because of destiny or like, because it's, it's written. Now just, just be yourself. Like, I like coffee. I like flowers. I like tattoos. That's who I am. Right. I, I think we mentioned this earlier. Like, for some, pe- for some reason, people get a little intimidated by me, not because I'm a, you know, I'm like an a-hole or anything, but I'm just confident. I'm like, you know, I'm 5'8", but my doctor said I'm 5'7", so screw him. But like, you know, I'm just, just be me and just, just be you. Don't be afraid to be yourself. So that's the biggest life lesson. Definitely. Be yourself, guys. <laughs> Listen to Adrian. Yeah. Or Tez with the S, not a Z. Yeah, if you spell it with a Z, you're dead to me. I swear to God. You know how many times I'm like, Cortez with an S. They're like, okay. They put a Z. I'm like, I swear to God, if you put a Z, I'm throwing this table. I, it piss, I don't know why, but it just like pisses me off. So we have a, we have a scholarship in California. My dad's a high school football coach and I was in marching band too. So we do two scholarships, one to the football team, one to the marching band. It's like, I think $500 for your edge, for your, your college, which is great. Mm-hmm. And this one kid from the marching band wrote like a beautiful essay about like how marching band impacted their life. I'm like, I'm about to tear up. Like this is some Scorsese stuff. And then at the end, it said, thank you to the Cortez family with a Z. Fucking ripped it up immediately. I'm like, God damn, how dare you disrespect me and my family? How dare you? Because like, oh, here we are about to sponsor you $500. You'll get your books, your overpriced books you're not going to read. And God, you like, you just don't even know how to spell our name. Throw that out. It's just like, I don't know. It's like the, like the most common, like, like it's the most basic respect to me. Like if, if you misspell my first name, I get it. It's a bit hard, but like the last name, if I, I'm, I'm telling you C O R T E S and you're like, okay, uh, Z. <laughs> Do your ears work? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> no, my thing is like, oh, what's your name? Kimberly. Oh, hey, Kim. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people call me Kim, but yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, if you didn't say Kim, don't say Kim. Straight up. So, like, <laughs> growing up. Literally, something happened yesterday, like, on the phone. Yeah. They're like, who am I speaking with? Kimberly. Kim. So, I'm just like, I didn't say Kim. I'd be like, excuse me? What the hell did you just say? Um, Growing up, so my... So my name's Adrian Cortez. So it's AC, right? So people would call me like air conditioner. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? And I, I embraced it. Like, that's kind of funny. Air, con- <laughs> air conditioner. And then my little brother in high school, for some reason, I, I don't know why. It just became super funny. I don't know if, when that's when meme culture popped off, but like they would call me a drain, like, like, like a, a drain, a drain you like wash your hands in or something. So they would make Photoshop pictures of my face on a drain and be like, look, say you drain. I'm like, what's the hell's wrong with y'all? <laughs> I don't understand. Like I'm driving them around a band practice and they're like, what's up, a drain? And I'm like, all right. So I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what's your um, favorite pizza? Um, it's my favorite. It's my favorite Italian restaurant. You know the answer? I know it because you told me before this <laughs> So I was, I was on a, I was on a date like a few years ago and this one girl asked like, what's your favorite Italian restaurant? And without hesitation, I was like, Domino's. And she was like, get the fuck out of here. And I was like, no, no, no. So I, I called my best friend, Jeff, and I was like, he didn't even know I was on a date. I just called him real quick. Hey, hey, bro, what's the best uh, Italian restaurant? Without hesitation. Oh, Domino's, bro. Hung up and then stopped dating that girl. I was like, how dare you disrespect Domino's name? They, what, their rebrand was like sick because they were a failing company in like the 2000s. Then like, 2010 or 2011, they brought up that Domino's tracker. Holy shit, changed the game. What's that? So it's like, you know, on the app, um, 
that has like that that tracker. Well, you don't you don't order Domino's, right? I don't like Domino's. How dare you? So like garlic. So like they did this like rebranding where they made like like their typography was different, the logo changed, and like they did this crazy rebrand. And like um, on the app, it tells you like who's preparing your pizza. It's like Tyler is putting your pizza in the oven. I'm like, yeah, Tyler, better not. You know, I better not. I don't want to cuss. Better not mess that shit up. Don't. Like, better make that thing perfect. And you have, like, oh, Anna's cutting your pizza. And then you get back your pizza. I'm like, oh, Anna, cut it. Like, you know, this place is, like, a clock with, like, more than 12 numbers on it. So just, like, yeah. Wow. It just, went, they went in debt. Yeah, no, I think it's cool. And it's just really good. Like, what my Domino's pizza is, it's the hand-tossed, the large, because I'm, I'm, I'm an animal. I'll eat all of it. You get extra marinara sauce because I like saucy. You get pepperoni jalapenos. That's it. You can get olives and mushrooms, but I'm broke. I don't want I can't get more toppings. But I, I do like Costco pizza. I could eat an entire Costco. Costco pizza. I love that those prices have not changed. Well, yeah, you heard about the Costco like CEO. So it was like I think two or three years ago the Costco CEO um changed and he went to like a new CEO, right? And the new CEO was like, We're gonna raise the price of, of like a hot dog, right? From like the dollar ninety nine, because you get a dollar because you get for a dollar ninety nine, I think you get like a Polish giant hot dog and a drink. And the the old CEO told him, this no. is legit, like, I'm going to quote, so I'm go- going to cuss. If you change the price of the hot dog, I will fucking kill you. Straight up said that to the new CEO on, like, audio. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so because of that, they kept the price of everything. And if he changes it, the, the old CEO will murder him. So. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, no, the, the, the old CEO of Costco is amazing. Straight up threatened to murder someone's life for changing the price of a hot dog. If that's not the most American thing ever, I don't know what is. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't know if Costco's in Canada or anywhere else, but, like, that is a good American business. Do not change the price of a hot dog. I don't know if anybody knows this, but, like, when I grew up, like, I would go help my dad clean pools. But after we after we go clean pools at a Home Depot, we'd get, like, more supplies. They would have these hot dog ladies, like, sell hot dogs. Like, they were the oh, best hot dogs ever. They would be out there. Yeah. Did you, ever, did you ever have one? No. Are you serious? That was, like... Gordon Ramsay before Gordon Ramsay. Like, they were amazing. Also, being in L.A., there was hot dog ladies after every concert and everything. There was a hot dog lady. I was walking around USC just, I think, like, one random Thursday with my buddy. And I see this hot dog lady. I'm like, oh, I was literally just thinking of one, but I don't have any cash. So I walk up to her, and, I'm, and she's like, hola. And I'm like, oh, I want one, right? But I don't have cash. And she's like, Venmo? And I was like, they're upgrading. Send her like 10 extra bucks. I was like, thank you for evolving. I got one hot dog and just enjoyed that Jimmy down my throat. It was so good. <laughs> I haven't had a hot dog in like forever. No, they're, they're my favorite, my favorite, favorite food. Any, any food that makes me feel like I'm on the lake, like I'm just on the lake drunk. It's like pizza, hot dog, and like a can of Bud Light or Miller Light. Oh, I love it. It's so good. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Adrian, for coming on giving us a what you got with your tattoos and coffee <laughs> <laughs> yeah hope this hope this episode was good i kind of just say random stuff but i mean like it's funny and it's me so yeah thank you guys and uh thanks for having thanks for having um thanks for having me and uh we're gonna go do a photo shoot right now yeah we are so youtube fam don't forget to subscribe because i only got like 20 subscribers please subscribe and like comment you can find kimbo's slice of life podcast on apple spotify or anywhere you get your pods we will see y'all in two see you guys